2: 18 plus.
3: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase
2: necessary. VTW group void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
4: Welcome back, everybody, to the Traders Rehap-Up Podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Pooza and Keeley. With me is my co-host, Brian Scally, And with us today, we're joined by Mary mary how are you feeling at this hour
0: uh you know what i'm feeling actually okay uh i feel like i made myself proud on tv and i went as far as fate wanted me to go
5: mm-hmm. so mary coming into this game how familiar were you with the traders like as a concept as a show had you watched any of the other seasons
0: I watched the American version and then I started the other versions, but when I was like, these challenges are all the same, I didn't want to like (laughs) overhype the challenges knowing that they'd probably be the same in mine. Um, So I just watched the American one, uh, but it was like a hype show. Like, it's one of those shows that when I was watching it, I was like, oh, even if you don't like reality TV, this has like desperate housewives level drama. You know what I mean? (laughs)
5: Mm-hmm. As someone who is rewatching *Desperate Housewives*, I definitely know what you mean. <laughs> Me too.
0: As soon as I got home, I was like, "I know what I need to like decompress."
5: <laughs> and then
0: time just, of *Desperate Housewives*. <laughs> yeah, and
4: the narration on the season definitely gives that *Desperate Housewives* vibe as well, for sure.
0: I felt that. Yeah, I felt that. <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: So, coming into the show, were you hoping to be in the traitor spot, or were you content with going on that faithful journey?
0: I was happy just to be on the show, to be honest. Uh, But I definitely like, I think everyone wants to go in as a trader because like $100,000, you know, that's life changing amount of money. Uh, But I definitely would have been a really, really terrible trader. Like so bad. I would have been crying left, right and center. I was just saying the other day, like if I was in the trader's tower, I'd be like, okay, so it's time to murder this person. And I just like, I would be the worst, just the worst. Hmm. So I'm glad that I
5: was a faithful so I could just play as myself. Wow, that could have been good, some good TV, though. <laughs> yeah, for sure.
4: So it was very it's very interesting to hear you say that because it sounds like a lot of your castmates had put you in that traitor spot for predominant portion of the season. What I do you know. think it was about your demeanor that gave that to them?
0: I just think I'm a big, loud personality and uh confident in my like reads and what i was saying about people and i think like the problem with the not the problem but the thing with the traders is the more confident you are the more suspicious you are and yeah i guess i you know and and i was correct sometimes mm-hmm. <laughs> so i feel like that's probably what it was
5: mm-hmm. so in being so confident and in being uh, you know, jumping in with a couple reads early, who were your initial suspicions as to a couple of the traders?
0: Obviously Melby. I mean everyone like right <laughs> off the bat. Uh I think if I was like to go like list from the very beginning to the end, it mm-hmm. was like Yeah. Melby and Donna right off the bat, just because they were so weird after the first round table. Um And then it just kind of became obvious that maybe Donna's just a little extra, (laughs) (laughs) which is fine. That's like, that's who she is. And I love that about her. Uh, But in in the game, like I said, being any kind of different points the finger at you. Uh, And then I had my sights on Mike for a while. Uh, Then, you know, he's just a little bit weird. Uh, and then it just got hard. It got hard. I was suspicious of May for a while. Uh, I was suspicious of Mel A because, well, one, because I kind of heard that she was throwing my name around and I was like, why are we best friends? Like, we're best friends. And I now I hear you're saying my name. So maybe, maybe you're a traitor. Uh, yeah. And Leroy, because I just had this thing about these two first responders, a 911 operator and a firefighter. You need to be calm in not calm situations, and I was like, "This is a not calm situation," and these two people are like, "And so like that's just suspicious."
4: Hmm. Yeah, I feel like that's a very good call because you're gonna want you're gonna imagine they're gonna put someone who's very composed in high stress situations to be put in that team, so that if the other two are not that good or if the other one is not that good, they can like remain calm. So I think that's a very good read from you there. Now this last, not this past episode, but the one before that, when you are put on death row, it does feel like there is a shift in your demeanor and yeah. <laughs> definitely feels like this was kind of like a breaking point for you. Can you speak more to that and how that felt being put on the death row there?
0: So already, uh, cause the day before uh, Crystal had been murdered and she was like my number one bestie like we were allies day one ride or die uh, and so she was murdered and that's really the person I was bouncing all my ideas off of and she's gone and so I woke up that morning and I thought you know there's something different about today and I just really felt that I missed my daughter I hadn't been that long without talking to her because you know you're in complete isolation mm-hmm. uh and so all of that compacted and then all of a sudden i'm at breakfast and they're like oh you're on death row so you're definitely probably going to die tomorrow or they're going to banish you tonight because you've watched this show and you know exactly what's happening <laughs> <laughs> uh, so i think that's exactly like just all of it kind of compacted and like I said,
5: I think I lasted as long as I was supposed to last. Mm-hmm. So at that roundtable uh, in last episode, we get a funny moment where you put your vote upside down and then it gets <laughs> flipped over, you know, with a little bit of energy. Was that frustration yeah. of just the day or have you and Mike been going back and forth a little like where were we there?
0: It was the frustration of the day and also just like, cause I had Mike on my team for that one mm-hmm. and that every time I tried to talk to him during the mission or after the mission, he just could not make eye contact with me and he just looked really sad and really guilty. And I was like, Oh, I know what you did this to me. And because I look really sad, you feel bad. And so I, yeah, it just the whole time. And Something he had said at the round table before the vote, he said, you know, like, I'm probably going to vote for Mary because out of the two people on death row, you know, Mary or Mel A, I think Mary is a traitor. And I want Mel A to continue on in this game. And I was like, this is such a weird thing to say. It It was, he just like threw it out. And I was really pissed off about that. And then everyone goes, oh, your thing is upside down. And I was like, I just want this. I just want this night and day to be done. So here you go. And then I tried to do some magician jazz hands to get it. Some flair. So
5: so did you come out of that roundtable thinking like, all right, I'm definitely being murdered tonight. Or were you surprised to see that it was you instead of melee?
0: I think everyone knew that I was sort of done in the game Um, because I had said earlier in the day and right before bed, like I was just like, if there are any traitors here, like I miss my daughter. I I miss my daughter. Um, And so I just feel like I always said if I I die in this game, if I'm, you know, I'd rather be murdered than banished because I feel like that's a really tough position to be in as a faithful. And so, yeah, just being on death row, I knew that my game was done. Like, I knew it was done mm-hmm. as soon as the, I was either murdered or I was banished. So <laughs> I, I did. I kind of gave up a little bit. And I do regret that a little, but we got some good TV out of it.
4: <laughs> yeah, no, it's an extremely tough spot to be in because, like you said, it's you're putting the spotlight on three people, and it's not a flattering spotlight. It's a, everyone look at them a little further, and then you're getting yeah. grilled. You're every you like flinch and they think it's a big tell or whatever. And they're misreading it. And it's very frustrating because it's exhausting probably to keep defending yourself over and over and over. You're like, you know yeah. what? I'm done. I'm out of here. Now you had mentioned that crystal was your number one. Who were some of the other connections you had in the manner that you felt tight with?
0: Uh, Mel a funnily enough, we were very close. Even, you know, once we were on death row together, it was kind of just this like solidarity. You saw the, really nice hug we had. we had tons of those. She was a real comfort to me that day when I was like not a comfort to anybody at all. and uh, Colin, we had a real a lot of really good conversations uh, before I banished him uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know I think like as far as game wise, you know I did think that this I was in alliance with uh, Kevin and Gulenen. it turns out that I was not. Uh, Which should have been a tell for me because I was like, oh, these guys are all hanging out with the TV people and me. (laughs) Uh, If I had really like put my thinking hat on, I would have been like, what makes me special? What what makes me special? Nothing. (laughs) So I did bounce a few ideas off Kevin, but now I'm starting to be like, oh, maybe maybe I shouldn't have.
5: Yeah cuz he says that he is start trying to firm up an alliance with you thinking that you actually might be a traitor and he's trying to stay safe from murder in that way. Did you get a read on that at all? Did it or did it come off super genuine and this was a real alliance?
0: So in that first episode when he when I was telling everyone that you know, he said that to a lot of people. This is a really genuine, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like 85. He would say that number to me all the time. I'm 85%, 95% sure you're a faithful and I was like No, I'm not sure about that on anybody and I don't trust it. So it was either I kept jumping between he either thinks that I'm a traitor or he is one and he's just trying Mm. to make as many friendships as he can. So that and I was just like, fine, I was fine to be traitor's pet, you know?
5: Mm -hmm. It's a good spot. (laughs) It's
0: a good spot to be in. (laughs) Yeah. And if you if you play dumb enough, you'll get to the end.
5: There we go.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Um, so we did see in this last night's episode, um, Trevon talking about how Mary told me that Mike couldn't look me in the eye. So what exactly did you tell Trevon that he was running with in this episode?
0: It was the end of the night before uh, and Travon, Mike and I were all having a conversation and I, because I knew, I knew it was Mike. Uh, so I kept trying to like drop in little like things like, Oh, I would like to buy a house one day. Oh, I would like to stay around and like I'm like <laughs> and he would just like kind of look at me and kind of roll his eyes and then like not look at me. And I was just like, oh, wouldn't it be so nice to be alive tomorrow? You know? <laughs> uh, and then when he he walked away and they was like, okay, everyone, it's time to say goodnight. I like grabbed Trayvon and I hugged him and I'm like, you saw him roll his eyes. Like, you saw what happened. You need to, I'm not going to be here. You need to push this. You need to push this. So mm. I think that's what he was going with. Because he he even said, he's like, yeah, I saw him do weird stuff with his eyes too. But like, what are we doing in this game when we're like, oh, you did make eye contact and then you didn't make eye contact. It's like, we're running on, on nothing. Nothing mm-hmm. in coffee.
5: <laughs> mhm. Yeah. That's the thing is you got to go off of just like such tiny little reads that you kind of get throughout the game. I do remember in after the Colin banishment, you were pretty upset saying that you thought like okay, you went along with the mob and you weren't going to do that anymore. How do you think your game really changed after that banishment or uh like how were you trying to approach the game differently?
0: Oh god. Um... <laughs> Get, like every day is a new strategy because you wake up and you're like okay there's one less player that's one less person that i'm suspicious of uh i definitely after i voted for colin i was like you know what i need to vote for people that i actually genuinely believe are traitors because i don't want to look fucking stupid <laughs> i don't want <laughs> yeah. to look stupid uh again and again and again like yeah i voted for the faithfuls, a couple of times but every single time it was because i I genuinely believed that but with colin it was i know you're not and i just don't want to put a target on myself because the person that i want to vote for has not been named at all
4: Mm -hmm. so ultimately my final question for you mary is if the traitor gods send a letter over to your place and say it's round two time for redemption are you taking the call or are you like, you know what? I'm good. This, I'm good. You, I, you know
0: what? I would do it. I would do it. Uh, any reality TV I would do again. Uh, it's one of those truly horrible, but truly wonderful experiences that, <laughs> <laughs> that you really, you have to, you have to do it to believe what is happening. Um, but yeah, I would absolutely do it again. And I would be way more mentally prepared uh, to be away from my family. I might bring more pictures of them. That might help.
4: (laughs) There we go. Well, Mary, thank you so much for your time. We do appreciate it. And sad to see you go, but maybe we'll see you back on another show. Who knows?
0: I hope so. Have a great day, you guys. Thanks for having me.
4: You too.
2: Take care. See you later.
4: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Traders Wrap up podcast. I'm your host, Piazzan Vikiley With me is my co-host, Brian Scally, and we're joined here today by Melissa. Melissa, how are you feeling at this hour?
6: I'm feeling much better at this afternoon. <laughs> Thank you for <laughs> asking.
4: Of course. Of course. Happy to hear that. Now, Melissa, the first question I wanted to ask you is, how familiar were you with the Traders franchise before starting the game? And Which seasons had you seen if you had been watching it?
6: So um, when I found out that I was a contestant on the show, I did my research. Um, So, you know, I got to get the knowledge. If there's knowledge out there, I got to figure it out. So I watched the U.S., um, the U.K., and the Australian version. So three of them I watched from beginning to end. Mm-hmm.
5: nice nice so after having coming away from uh watching those three seasons were you going in there hoping like all right i'm gonna be a faithful i'm gonna be a little traitor hunter or were you hoping to be one of those traders on day one
6: i wanted to be a trader. i wanted to be a little bit of a <laughs> badass in a sense um because i'm always you know doing everything the right way and trying to you know all about equity and all that stuff so i wanted to be a little bit of a villain and um but the the irony was that a lot of my family and friends assumed that I was going to be a trader. So it was just really interesting. So I was like, "Mm, what do you actually think of me? But anyways, uh, (laughs) so that was very telling. Um, But uh, it was, uh, I wanted to be a trader and I was looking forward to it. But when I found out I was going to be a faithful, it just basically just changed my mindset. And it just brought out like, how can I support my faithfuls? How can I Find the traders like uh, you know i mean think about like building relationships but how do you do that in a subtle way so um yeah i think from the research or by viewing it i was able to understand the concept of the show but every show is different in a sense um because every day is different every moment's different so not, nothing's finally written until you're banished <laughs> or murdered
4: so out of the gate who were your top suspects <sighs> when the game first starts
6: when the game first started, um I had suspicions of Mary a little bit it just because we weren't really communicating, but then it was on and it was on and off though. But then I didn't really feel it. So that was one. But I feel like um I felt a little bit with koozie from the beginning. There was some kind of like mm. uh, Mike was under my radar too, mm-hmm. and um Mickey was as well. Right. At the okay. beginning. And again, it changed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) changed. I wish that the morning is different. The afternoon is different in the evening. Like it's just, it's just, it is what it is. But I think those were the, um, the ones that stood out to me a little bit.
5: Okay. And now I know that you were hoping to come in playing as a trader, but then once you're a faithful, I mean, your susses at the beginning sounds like they were at least 50% pretty good. Uh, were you coming in and starting to play like really active at the beginning or did you give it a couple rounds? Like how was, how did you approach being a faithful early on?
6: Um, I was active from the jump. I believe if you look at the, um, the explosion, the first one um, challenge. You could see everyone was talking about, oh, my gosh, you can see your teacher leadership cheering everyone on and having a loud voice. So you can see that. But then that can also bother people the wrong way. But you know what? But you see, like the encouragement. I was using my voice to empower and and um, and cheer people on, not using to berate or belittle. So um, I think from the beginning, I was good for episode one and two. And then I got quiet. Um around episode three
4: and four. Okay. So last episode we saw that you were put on death row alongside Mary and Kevin. Uh, how did that feel? How did that impact your game when that news falls into the breakfast room with everybody?
6: It woke my black ass up. <laughs> 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 I was like, <laughs> if you look- you look at everyone, you see Kevin, uh, and then you see Mary, you know, and then you just see me just like, all right, here we go. It was just like all of a sudden, I was just like, All right, it's on. So for me, it was just it uh I do not regret being on Death Row. It allowed me to showcase my voice because I have been hidden a little bit with the storyline, and um, it just allowed me to wake up and then play the game because. Um, from the other seasons or the other trader franchise, you'll notice anytime the death, uh, death row, we know usually what happens. Everybody suspects and that whole um, strategy that people think. Right. So I knew right then my time was limited and I would be grateful just to do what I can, not to create chaos, but just to leave some crumbs. I don't think I left crumbs. I think I left loaves of bread, but people just didn't <laughs> want to make any sandwiches, if you understand. So it is what it is.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely see that. <laughs> Once you end up on death row, um, yeah. you do talk to Kevin about how you don't think that a traitor would be acting in the way that he was acting. Was that yeah. because you genuinely trusted Kevin or it was like, all right, I need to keep him around to get murdered tonight instead of me? <laughs>
6: Well, I didn't trust Kevin to a cent. We didn't have any allyship or anything. Like he mentioned, there was a division of the house um, just (laughs) for other reasons uh, known. And just, it is, it's it's so funny about that. But anyways, um, uh, I didn't trust Kevin as to watch my back, but I trusted his insight and his experience. And I knew what he was doing was not going to be traitor actions. Like, come on now. And like I said, in, in in the show, like, his actions—he put himself out there, and when you put yourself out there, you're putting yourself at risk. We all know that. We know it's—it's it's the playground. If there's something going on, you try to hide. If you're in the classroom, teacher's asking for someone to volunteer. Everyone diverts. So we know how that works. It's a natural way from from childhood, or whatever. So we know that. But um, yeah, he was—he um, was an asset. So I seen that. I just wasn't able to hone in on our um, relationship or you know sportsmanship. Just because we just had two different allyship in the house. that was The house was divided and he didn't mention that.
4: So when we got to the round table, because first in the challenge you had said, I'm going to save my voice. I'm going to save my, where I'm going to bring my energy. It's going to be at that round table. And you delivered. You full delivered at this round table. How tense was that round table for you knowing you're on death row as well?
6: Uh, I didn't feel... Last night I felt tense. Mm
5: -hmm. Uh,
6: The night before, um, I did not feel when I, when Kevin was the night, was Kevin banished? Yeah, yeah, that was the night that Kevin was banished, right? Um, I just felt like I had an opera because I knew I was going to be gone. (laughs) I I saw your podcast, you said, oh my God, I was like, I was ready. I was like, all right, got my denim. I was like, all right. (laughs) Let's go! I'm gonna call it out. Like I was just like I was reading everybody. They didn't get that, and you know, Gerlin is right. I do talk a lot, but I was reading everybody, and the reason why is because I just didn't want to waste the knowledge that I had, and then be gone and it disappears. Because the thing for me in the community and anything is, I hate when my voice is minimized or taken away. So if my voice and my knowledge can be be used, then I want it to be useful for the faithful. So that's where. I didn't feel um, I was just I was almost like my last supper, <laughs> my my last round table. That's what I thought it was, to be honest. I didn't think I was going to come back the next day. Mm,
5: OK, yeah. So was this the first time that you felt like your name was on the chopping block in any type of serious way or had your name come up at all in previous rounds?
6: I my name hasn't come up in previous rounds and may mention that. And I and I do agree because I know how it would look. So when May said, well, people's names haven't been mentioned. And then she couldn't really say that I was under the radar because I was putting myself out there. But, you know, what I mean, but being in that group with Gurleen and Koozie and Leroy, because our names were not even, you know, not not even mentioned really at the roundtable. So that was um, that was telling. So that also showed that I was playing a good game, Mm -hmm. that my name and I was waiting for it. So that was a telling thing. But then and then I was waiting to see how people would use that information against me.
4: Right. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say when the episode started and you made it to breakfast and Mary did not, I was shocked. But then I was even more shocked as the episode goes on, because so in the last episode, right after the roundtable, we see you talking to Leroy and you're like,
6: mm-hmm. Leroy, listen. Talk, talk to me, brother. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, listen,
4: <laughs> Mike brought up like Mike and Koozie were the two names Kevin brought up. We need to keep an eye on that. Then the next episode, Leroy's is talking about how you're trying to manipulate him. What went wrong here? Where did we go wrong?
6: I don't, I don't know what went wrong. Went wrong with that. I felt like he wasn't like we had conversations prior, and I felt that he wasn't listening to me. And like I said, there was a time that I was quiet in episode three and four, and that's because I was going through my own. Being honest, I was going through my emotional turmoil. Right, mm-hmm. so I felt some anguish, and I was, like, you know, going through my own stuff. So I was, I was a little bit reserves. I just didn't want to impact anyone's game and whatever. So I just played, I was loud and proud. And then I was quiet and subtle like the other. So I can play two roles as you can see. But the fact that um he was not listening or did not trust me, or like even the fact that he said that he, when he went to Donna, says he wants somebody consistent, I was like consistently inconsistent. Like that's basically what you wanted and that's what you got, right? So the fact that I put myself out there and I gave, and that's where even too, like um, we lost our lines. We were good at the beginning. And again, I, you know, again, removed myself just to reflect. And that's probably removing myself allowed me to also get far in the game because I was able to see the interactions because Koozie was his sidekick then and Kevin was a sidekick. Like I said, the house was divided. So it's for me now just to observe and see how everyone works, right? But the fact that, um... I gave him the tools and I even said to him, if I make it the next day, we need to work together. And then the next day, I'm trying to connect it a little bit. And then he was still making, act, still talking about things that happened in episode three. That was for us and like, whatever. And then, um, that, uh, the, my, my actions, how I was not as active in episode three and four and everybody can see that because you didn't really see me that much. So, cause I didn't really do anything. I just kind of like sat there. Right. So he, it was like using that against me, but also not knowing that, that I explained that. And I was very transparent with that. So I was very disappointed. But then again, I'm not disappointed because if I did get murdered that night, at least the brother had some tools and hopefully he was able to do something with it. So again, it's a, but he did something with it by <laughs> using it against me. <laughs>
5: yeah. So either
6: way, either way. So yeah, it is what it is.
5: Yeah, it was tough when all when I think Leroy was saying that, like, he just thought you were trying to keep him close and like, oh, here's elbow <laughs> nudges and stuff like that. Was that actually because, look, a part of the game is, you know, getting relationships on your side. So I would not blame you by any means if you were trying to pull people in closer. But or are they just misreading just how you are as a person there?
6: Um, Everybody knows I'm very um I'm very, let's just say I'm very open and I'm very um, expressive in a way So if we're talking to my girlfriends I say get out or what have you but the if they're looking about the winking I I do wink at times I know you can even see in the confessions when I'm saying something I wink like done it's like almost like a mic drop. It's almost like you got it did you see it do you know right? that's just the way I am. And it's because even too, when you're at the club and somebody is looking at you, we don't want to be like, whatever you like, you know, you do the whole thing, you know, you point with your mouth, all that kind of stuff. So I was just saying like, it's just really interesting that the tools I was using to help those people was a trader would not intentionally wink <laughs> at somebody because you're putting yourself out there. So for me to help, like help faithfuls, I felt like I was just using again, it was just, it was, something trivial that they made it something, um, so intense and use that as a way to just to remove me from the game over that. And, uh, it's just really unfortunate because even too, as an educator, like I have students who are going through their own stuff. Um, you know what I mean? You just, the mental health students who, you know, are tired or not feeling great. So you never call out a student that says, Oh, no, 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 You know, you look at the students looking at you and I wink, I go, are you good? Like you do that. And they're like, you know what I mean? It's that thing because it's that check-in. It's a check-in. So for them to think that, I don't know, maybe they thought I was flirting or whatever, but I wasn't. And if that was, maybe <laughs> I should feel, you know, flattered about it. But just to, I don't know, is this like if they really looked at who I was and looked how consistent. And then you know what? Why was I winking? Let's look at like not just was I winking, when I winked or when I nodded, when I nudged you, was I helping you to see something? Because you could even see when the some of the shows, that you can even see Leroy and I how that went like, mm, you can see that. So it's just really interesting and uh, it's just uh, really unfortunate about that, but it is where it is.
4: Um. So in this roundtable, you had mentioned that this is when you had really fir- first felt like you were on the chopping block. But, you I'm and May about. were the two people that didn't vote for yourself, obviously. You voted for Koozie. Was there anybody that voted for you that you were surprised to see vote for you? No. Wow.
6: No, Interesting. Because every, no, because everyone, because <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. If if this is it again, everything's getting smaller. The, you know, the amount of people and everyone's trying to save themselves. So all of a sudden you're saying, okay, I believe Melissa's a faithful. Then, then you're going to look at other faithfuls and no one wants to be looked at. It's kind of like this. You take somebody off then you're looking at someone else to come up and present. It's a presentation. Someone couldn't show up today. So now you're looking for someone else and everybody, that's exactly what happened. So I felt it was just, like I said, a pawn is just using me as a scapegoat. And uh, that's what it was. And I felt that, um, and the thing is I was transparent. I told people who I was voting for. And, uh, but then again, people, Koozie, I know she she did her work and you ha- she had to, and she had her colleague, um, Mike, to support her on that. So. Um, And that was good because they have a good partnership and that's, and you know what? I respect it because they communicated and they listened where I try to communicate my faithfuls and they didn't. So it is what it is. (laughs) Active listening was not part of the faithfuls, (laughs) not even active listening, even watching body language and stuff like they were just, just, I don't know. I don't know.
5: Yeah. It's tough. I mean, it does seem like uh, Trevon even shocked himself by voting for you there. So <laughs> were, were you surprised at the level of his reaction after that vote?
6: Well, last night I bawled when I saw him crying. I cried seeing, I'm going to tear up about this too a little bit. I cried when May was saying that she felt alone. So it goes to show that you don't know these people just for a fraction of the time of your life, and it shows how much of an impact you can have. Right. So seeing Trevon do that, I knew he again, it was like, that's a question you have to ask him because I was transparent. Like if we could have got him and someone, but his name was already mentioned so many times he could have put himself out there um, and then still use me as a scapegoat. But I felt like, I don't know, like it didn't surprise me him putting my name down. Um, because, again, we're at this stage where everyone's trying to save themselves, right? And I feel like he felt guilty because he knew exactly what he did. And I felt that, um, but he was also playing his own game to protect himself. His name was, again, his name was on the block a few times, right? So, and, but the thing is, he doesn't remember, not once did I vote for him. (laughs) 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 Like, Like, look at actions. I did not vote for Trevon. I even told people, I'm not voting for Trevon. So, I, I feel I'm proud that I play the game the way I didn't vote for the way other people voted. And I said my piece. Uh, no one's going to save me because then that means everybody's going to look at them.
5: Mm-hmm. So I would have done the same thing. Yeah. At this point, were you... Did you like look at the game and see like, all right, these are my end game plans. This is who I want to go towards the end with. Or at the point of going on like the killing list, are you like, all right, out the window, I just got to survive these next couple rounds. How are you feeling,
6: brother? I just had to go to each next round. There's no way that you can think of the future. Mm -hmm. And that's just from my lived life experience. Like like I am stage two breast cancer thriver from three years ago. So I know I have a tattoo that says tomorrow's not promised today. So I can't like when Kevin was like the eighth round, da, 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 it's like you can everything life changes, man plans today. God takes away. Like, it's just doesn't like you could only do so much. So for me, it was just every day. I was living in the moment and being intentional with the time that I was allotted that I had. That's all I can do. So I could not see, I could did not see myself the next episode or the next um challenge, whatever. It was just every day is to play the best game and leave a mark and almost it's kind of like every day is like a chapter. And let me leave a chapter with leaving my voice and not and and I'm proud and happy that I got banished because I was able to see and look at people in the eye to banish me and see, let them see their hurt and how it impacted me. Cause again, being murdered, you don't have that say. Crystal didn't get that say. And I feel like I to be banished is a privilege in this game. It hurts. <laughs> but it hurts. it hurts. But that's life. Highs and lows,
4: right? Yeah. I'm. Ultimately, our time has run out here, okay. Mel. But I will no say, problem. I'm very grateful that we got to see more of you in the last two episodes. I feel like up until then, when we were talking about on the podcast, you were one of the people that we didn't really know much about. And having now I guess it's a double-edged sword because now having learned more about you in the last two episodes, we were very bummed to see you go last night because we were not ready to lose you. So thank you so much for giving us your time today. And hopefully we see you back on our screens in some capacity in the future.
6: Thank you so much for the opportunity. I appreciate it.
2: Of course. Take care.